Podcast experience, um, and yeah, we've we've uh, yeah we've been chatting off mic. It's gonna be a heated one. I feel it's gonna be passionate. You know that show Passions. Yeah, more passions than the show Passions. Then they were real. They were passionate every every episode. They were so passionate. They're so passionate that they had names after emotions. Yes, like. Charity. Is charity an emotion? Yeah, you can feel charitable. Yeah. Yeah. Char- charity can be a feeling. And harmony. Harmony, yes. Um, any other emotions that were named out after, or act like, you know, pas- uh, passionate actions? Timmy's an emotion, right? I mean... <laughs> the short person? The short person named Timmy? The little person. The li- <laughs> How dare you? Look... I'm a midget. I've got dwarfism. I'm allowed to say these things. Yeah, but it's, it's my word. It's a rare kind. So you're one of the big ones. Hmm? It's a rare... You've got a rare kind. I do. This isn't a bit. Purdy actually does have a condition. Russell Silver Syndrome, look it up. I'm not allowed to take advantage of it be- for comedy's <laughs> sake because no one knows about it. All you people with stuff people know about... Yeah, consi- Check your privilege. Yeah, consider yourself lucky if you have one of those fashionable disabilities like being a woman. <laughs> We're not editing that out. We're going to actually repeat oh my it and God. loop it over and over again. Oh, my career's over. Oh, no. Oh, dear Lord. Oh, I fucked myself. It's done. Ah, oh, man. For the record, I don't believe that. But it'll be taken out of context and played on everything. So I'm just going to get that Mr. Show sketch that has the same sort of joke and just replay that over and over again. Yeah. The, oh, which which sketch is that? It's like, a, it's like a band of people with like disabilities. Sarah Silverman's like the lead singer. They're all saying that elements like, I only got one arm. Mm. I was born uh, with my, you know, stuff like that. And then yeah. Silverman says, and I'm a woman. And they're like this handy, capable band and stuff. Yeah. Bob oh, Odenkirk's only got one arm and he's trying to join the band, but he's just not a very good drummer. And he thinks it's because he's got one arm, but David keeps trying to tell him, no, it's because you're a shit drummer. <laughs> well, the drummer from Def Leppard. He only got one arm. He only got one arm. He got one arm. That makes some good music. I don't know. I only really know one one song off the top of my head. Everyone only knows that one song. And it's... Yeah. What's that, what's that one? I don't know that one. I was thinking pour some sugar on me. 
That's how it starts. Oh. Love is like a bomb. Let the oh, yeah. put some sugar on me. In the name of love. We should have been a, a hair metal band. We were talking about hair metal bands before. I think I'm just in the mood to sing like Because um, we stumbled across some lyrics that my... That, uh, this is deeply personal. <laughs> we won't go too deep into it, but... My mum my writes music sometimes, or poems, if you will. And uh, they're raw. They're real raw about past relationships, and some of them... Uh, well, it's unfiltered. And, yeah, it, it, uh, what's a nice way of saying bad? Uh, shit. Yeah, okay. They're, they're shit. Like, the songs, they kind of, like, have, like, like, they have, like, a good common through theme that, like, most pop songs would have. Like, there's a guy who lied to me. Um, and about guy a guy kind of being a player and messed up and... Lying and cheating. So that's like, you know, that's covered in popular music. It's quite acceptable. But then she weirdly gets into specifics that people don't want to know. Just like, it's been a few years and now we're 52 and you're still doing the same things. (laughs) Um, So it gets too specific. I think in a pop song, you, you need to be generally relatable. Otherwise, you'll have like teens bopping along to it being like... I'm not 52. I don't know what it's like to be a 52 year old person. Still 16. I mean, maybe my ex will come back to me at 52. I don't know. That's so much time. Not a fortune teller. Anything could happen between now and then. Like, I could get a job. I could have kids. I could, you know, do other things that people do. Like the world's my oyster or it's not my oyster. I don't know. Stop putting so much pressure on me, pop music. To be 52. God. Pop music peer pressure. <laughs> Have you ever been peer pressured by a pop song? All the time. Is that why you ran to my sugar cabinet? Yeah. And then you poured it on me? I, I poured it on, I poured it on, yep, yeah, you. But if you sing that song, you're kind of asking them to pour them on me, which is you, when you sing it. I don't know why you poured it on me. I thought you were asking me. The song's message seems to be like... He's asking another person to pour some sugar on him. I thought you... You just imagined that I would be singing it. Yeah, but you were okay. asking for me to pour sugar on you. Well, now I'm real sticky. I hope you're happy. Yeah, well, you gotta have a shower. Shower up. Get those ants off you. All right. Get the ants off. Well, we're we booked the studio for another thirty minutes, so we're gonna, like, I'll pick the ants off and shower later. Plow through. Plow through. We're gonna. This is what we do for you people. What else been happening in the in in the world? We're still corona infested. Yeah, more Victor- than Victoria is not handling it very well. They've got to get the army in here. Yeah, but it's like 
logistics people from the army. It's not like people with machine guns no, trying, no, they trying give to shoot log- the virus. <laughs> they give those logistics people guns. Nah, nah. You don't know where those mate. coronaviruses is coming from. Nah, it's not like Rambo. They're not hiding in trenches throwing grenades at yes, the coronavirus. Yes, it's exactly like Rambo. Sylvester Stallone's hiding in a bush and he's saying, they drew first blood. <laughs> First blood, they gave me a blood test to test they, if I have coronavirus. They killed some grannies. It's usually just a saliva thing now. They put a like a swab in there, but they tested my blood. <laughs> have you been tested for it yet? No, I have not. I'm sure that I have it, and I'm just spreading it to everyone oh, I know. You're speaking real close to that mic. I am. I'm, I've got a bunch of Glen 20 downstairs. So, so I, sh- I should drink it? I should drink some Glen no, 20? No, don't drink it. I'm going to spray it on everything. I'm going to drink the Glen 20? Don't drink the Glen 20. You've been listening to Donald Trump? Drink the bleach? <laughs> don't drink the bleach. I'm not listening to DDT. D-Tump. Donald Tump. <laughs> well, coronavirus, it's everywhere. It's threatening the footy again. Oh, no. Not the footy. Our way of life. Not the footy. Man, if the footy goes. Not the footy. Man, you know how I am. If I don't have the footy to gamble on, <laughs> I'll gamble on other things. I'll gamble with my life. I've seen it. I have I've a problem. Damien's at, when he's at the casino, he's running out of money. <laughs> he's like, I've got no money left on me right now. Can I gamble my life? Thank God each and every time he ends up coming out. With his life, but I'm worried that one day his luck's going to run out. Yeah, it could. And, you know, when there's nothing to do, when you can't go out, your vices thrive. Like, if you're an alcoholic, yeah, it'll become more alcoholic, you know? If you, like, taking risks, like, I played in two underground poker tournaments this week, or poker, like, home games. Two of them. I placed about six multis on the footy. If they take that away from me, Purdy. And that, I'm not even joking. No, he's very much kidding on the square. It's a joke, but it's also based on real truths. Life. No, but it did well this week. He did well. He did this, well. This though. week was a good week. It was a good week. No payday loans and mobsters. No payday loans. I didn't have to call up my private bookie. I didn't have to... They're they threatening me with a hammer, Jerry. <laughs> I like my kneecaps. They said, hey, you like making bad bets? Well, you won't make me be making any bets if we hammer your hands, huh? <laughs> Gambling's bad. It is. It's bad. Do, we, do you need us to tell you unless, that? Unless you win. Then it's great. Then it, it could be the best thing that ever happened to you. Technically, life is a gamble. Yeah, you ever have... Yeah, you never hear from... You always hear, like, you always hear the addicts, the gambling addicts who are, who are the losers. Why don't we hear from the winners? <laughs> the other side of gambling. Because they're doing well. And, you know, the media, they want to hide the fact that you can win. Yeah. I mean, these things work because you can be a winner. You know how sports bet always has to say gamble responsibly? Yeah. Well, it's usually the people who gamble irresponsibly. Mm. They make the big rewards, you know? It's true. High risk, high reward. It's true. I couldn't agree more. You got to risk it for the biscuit. That's what they say. No gamble, no future. Yeah. Everything's a risk. Ain't going to gamble, then go ahead and ramble.
I haven't heard that one, but it's a good one though. But it rhymes, so it must be true. Yeah, that's the saying. Um, so yeah, but footy's still on for now, which is good. Nightclub's still closed, so you can't shake that booty. No, no booty shaking. Like I never went to a nightclub beforehand, but now you can't. But now I kind of want to because it's taken away from me. Yeah. Well, we're all calling billboards every day to every see when they're, <laughs> when they're back. Please open. Come on. Open up that D floor. Come on. I got to shake their booty. You got to show them women's what I got. Shake what your mummy gave you and flaunt it. That was a great song. You know, back in the day, TV oh, rock. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Got to shake what your mama gave you and flaunt it. Flown it, oh, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. Shake what your mama gave you and flown it. I love a good song where they just like say emotional or like reaction sounds like <laughs> into the mic. <clears throat> uh, mm. Oh, yeah, 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 mm. oh, yeah, yeah. Shake what your mama gave you. Uh. Oh, oh. Just like it's just the sound of someone about to come. <laughs> just, that's what I like in my pop music. Well, it's a famous story that TV Rock was actually having sex with someone. To achieve that sound, the engineer put a microphone near him just as he's about to achieve release, so to speak. Do you know what? I can hear that in his music. You can definitely hear it. That's that's art. You know, maybe maybe we can bring that into stand-up. <laughs> like, just get up there, but how's everyone going? Oh, yeah. Oh. Oh, I'm feeling this crowd. <laughs> it's a whole different character. <laughs> I don't know what people would make of it. They'd hate it. They'd definitely hate it. <laughs> yeah, they would not be fans. <laughs> uh, what character could you do on stage where that would work? Maybe if you were like a like Pitbull, I guess. In character as Pitbull. You reckon? Maybe. I feel like, as a white guy, I'm not allowed to be playing a... Hispanic? Yeah, a Cuban man. I mean, Pitbull's pretty white. Not enough. Not white enough? Not white enough. All you need to do is speak a little Spanish. It's not my language, Damien. Hmm. It's not the language. It's the color of his skin. That's what makes it wrong. I mean, in all his videos, he's real white. Oh, yeah, he's white as shit. But still. I mean, but he's he's famous and powerful. Surely you could make fun of Pitbull. No. I mean, he he's just like, I don't, I don't know, he's like 50, and he's in all his video clips, he's like insinuating he's banging 20-year-olds. Surely that's rife to make fun of. It used to be. But I mean, like, he calls himself Mr. Worldwide, but he's clearly probably never been out of America. <laughs> uh, even specifically Miami. Like, I don't think he... He used to be a drug dealer, man. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he... Like, he, he seems like he's not a great person anyway. He turned, his, he turned his life from a negative to a positive. Put that on the Kodak. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but surely, like, because of all that, could be, could, because he's now rich and powerful and 
you know, has all these things. You could you could make fun of Pitbull. You would think so. You could. Mm, I mean, also, I mean, like he, his music's real bad. Surely that. Yeah, he used to be a, a soft, easy target. No one liked Pitbull. Big, tra- only trashy, um, unrespectable people like Pitbull. And now he's he's playing the the race card to pr- to be on be, be beyond critique. Is yep. that what you're telling me? Yeah, that's what's happening. So I just I I just said a whole bunch of awful things about Pitbull. Am I racist? Yep. Fuck. Man. I just thought I was making fun of people in with money and power, and it turns out I was a racist all along. Take a look at yourself in the mirror, man. You might not like what you see. I'm gonna take this negative to a positive. <laughs> take that and, to a Kodak. And learn from this experience. I need to learn from this. Every day above ground's a great day, remember that. What? <laughs> above ground? I'm not a mole person. <laughs> He's t- There's a classic Pitbull lyrics, and he's talking about being alive. Being uh, alive is better than being dead. Yeah, that makes more sense than living in a mole city. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Initially, people did think he was talking about being some sort of mole in a mole world. But then he's like, no, 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 no. I'm talking about, you know, how great being well, alive is. He should be more like my mom and full on just explain and get into specifics. How many people are going to be like, well, I'm not a mole person. I can't relate to this. I am 50 years old. I hire 20-year-old porn stars to be in my videos uh, to make it seem like I banged them all. And, you know, I want them to go topless and it's just easier to get porn stars to do it because that's kind of their job anyway. Well, that would... Why isn't that in the lyrics? I don't know. Man, it's a confusing world out there, Purdy. It's a confusing world. <laughs> That's a new drop. It's like Mad World, but just, <laughs> but y- you're not going to the extreme of saying, "Oh, it's mad." Just, it's just, it's just confusing. It's difficult to navigate. It's just confusing. It's like you're not going to have it as easy as you think. Yeah, political correctness killed Bill Leak. Oh, that was the, the cartoonist guy you were yeah, talking about. Yeah, <laughs> That fucking awful Sky News documentary. Oh. Where they asked his son, did political correctness kill your father? What did Implic- he say? He probably did, yes, it killed my father. <laughs> because that's just how shit they are. Couldn't say the N-word anymore. Was he, was he doing that willy-nilly before? I don't Probably. Just was he? He was a cartoonist, right? He was a cartoonist. I don't. He drew something that people didn't like. Was he the one that did that Serena Williams cartoon? No, that was Mark Knight. Okay, yeah, he did something people didn't like. Hmm. It's pretty easy to do something people don't like. You know, it's harder to think of what people like. But I find pandering to the to the crowd always. Achieves good art. That's just good art. Just great art. Don't make them think. The last thing people want to do is think. Don't do anything that people won't understand and will be challenged. Yes, I call this the Andy O method. 
Andy O, Andy Warhol? No, Andy, who's Andy O? I'll tell that's I say it off mic. I deliberately made it oblique. So what, the, the people need to know. <laughs> Look, you've already got me cancelled in the first five minutes. It rhymes with Mokta Muck. What? It rhymes with Mokta Muck. I, I don't know. Just just say it. What do you go to a hospital to see? Dead bodies. <laughs> sure, yes, Matt. Dead bodies. Fresh dead bodies. But what what is Daffy? Duck. Oh. <laughs> you see what I did? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's a real niche reference no one would get anyway. Unless... They're listening right now. Unless part of the Melbourne comedy scene gives a shit enough about us two weirdos. I mean, they don't, so maybe we're safe. They don't. So, yeah, I think you're very safe. I I think we're safe. I mean, the guy you're talking about came to, like, two of our shows and hated both of them. (laughs) Like, you can see it in his eyes. Like, they have broken comedy in a way I cannot comprehend. (laughs) I don't understand these sketches. There's no structure to these. These sketches have like a premise and then they kind of like dart around and misdirect you. I like it when they say what they're going to do and then they just do it. And then they keep doing it. Over and over again for five minutes. And then they don't change it and they do it some more. And just when you think it's gotten old and they couldn't possibly do it again, they do it again. And with easy, easy digestible political mess- social messages. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with a good uh, comedic social commentary sketch. If it's done well. But if you just if your idea of the sketch is just saying the commentary over and over again, probably need to think of some more creative ways to do it. Hot takes. Hot takes. Sizzle sizzle. Message us if you dare. If you or anyone you know has written a shitty sketch, please send it in to Late Night Party Boys. And we'll go, this is probably better than what we would do. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll do and, it on and air. We'll st- and we'll steal it. We'll do it on air and we'll tweak it. Or we'll just steal it and not tell you. You just got to trust us with that. Look, honestly, we're probably going to go with the latter. We're, yeah, we'd steal it? Yeah, look, we're going to steal it. Yeah, creative ideas are hard to come by. Did I tell you I'm done with life comedy? You're not. I'm done with it. Is this a Nanette ploy? <laughs> you're quitting comedy <sighs> and then you're going to win every award and come back? Is that what? I'm is not a marginalized lesbian, so I don't see how it works. You got me. a rare disability? <laughs> My life with Russell Silver. It sounds like you're just living with an old man called Russell Silver. <laughs> like he's a silver fox. He's just like your sugar daddy. Yeah. <laughs> My life with Russell Silver. Russell Silver was a mining he, magnate. He in the pays 80s. for all my things. <laughs> he says he wants sex, but hey, you don't have to sex me up if you don't want to. I just want to pay you. And I'm like, fine, okay, just give me the money. <laughs> my life with Russell Silver. That's my next show. <laughs> he's got a hairy chest, but he's a very generous man. You can, uh, he's got silver hair, but you can uh, rustle. 
That's why I call him Russell Silver. Oh, baby. <laughs> Didn't you got propositioned to be a sugar baby online once? Yeah, I think I brought it up on this podcast. Yeah, D- was it? Did you? <laughs> I might have. Man, I don't even know how I'd go about becoming a sugar baby. I got friends that do it, and it seems like a pretty sweet deal. They just go on dates and get paid. There's not even, like, a lot of the time there's not even a sexual component. They just want to treat you nice. You could have had that all, Purdy. Got it. All you had to do was move continents. Yeah. Uh, This person was in the United States. You want to move to the US anyway. Eventually, yes. I mean, uh, not now because of Corona and Trump and... I mean, it's going to be one or the other. I think once coronavirus fizzles out, I'll probably just have to hold my nose for Trump, but... And then just become a sugar baby. Just put that in your passport application. What are you planning on doing when you come to the States? Professional sugar baby. Yeah. I mean, it's America's occupation. I'm sure they invented it. They invented it. They perfected it. You know? You know. Go to America. Go to Atlanta. Just hang around the Adult Swim place and just beg them for a job. That's my plan. I didn't realize Adult Swim was based in Atlanta. It is. It's very famously uh, started out in Atlanta. Huh. There you go. I just assumed everything was in New York and L.A. Well, they got places in New York, L.A. now, but it all started in Atlanta, baby. Cool. Which Which leads into my quitting life comedy. Why? Maybe I'm going to study animation next year. Seriously considering it. That doesn't mean you have to quit live comedy just because you're doing animated comedy. I think it does. Why does it mean that? Well, I guess you're right. It doesn't. I think I just want to. Why? Name and shame. Who ruined this experience for you? Andy-o. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nah, I'm just wondering. Just wondering if it's for me. Yeah? You know? In what way? Look, comedy's a tough racket. It's a tough racket. The best thing about comedy is the loving audiences. And the worst thing about comedy is also the audiences. Especially when there's none. Yeah, when there's like two people. There's two people. And they're from the Adelaide Advertiser. And they're both reviewers. And you slap one of them with a dildo crucifix. Not even that one. That guy handled it that fairly guy, well. That consi- guy actually loved it. Fairly well, considering. Oh, that was a good review. Um, but when you get someone who's on you- loan from the real estate department. <laughs> or from sports journalism. Oh, you had a sports journalist? Yeah. When, which which show was that uh, one? My for? first one. Oh boy! <laughs> <laughs> and I made him uh, Jennifer Lawrence. What was, I was, I, what was the bit? I can't remember. I was I acting, out, remember I was acting out like a sitcom I wanted to do before the world ended. Yeah. And a special guest star was Jennifer Lawrence, and so I you, made an audience member Jennifer Lawrence. You dressed up <laughs> like the reviewer in your crowd as Jennifer Lawrence. Nah, I just yelled in his face because that's all I had back in that day. You didn't have props. You're just like, you're Jennifer Lawrence. Just yell in people's faces. 
<laughs> I still yell in people's faces, but I think my uh, volume's a little lower. Yeah, you know how to control it now. You've yeah. mastered the volume. <laughs> yeah, so that's all I needed to do. Yeah, you're not shouting as loud in their ears. <laughs> nah, I'm not spitting in their face. <laughs> yeah. Just when I do shows with you and we spit at uh, p- old cunts <laughs> who complain. <laughs> <laughs> People don't... You know they banned me from that mailing list? Yeah, they banned you, yeah. I think we got, went through this on a podcast too. Or maybe uh, we just talked about it off mic so much, it feels like. Yeah, maybe that just feels like that. But yeah. yeah. I, I, I think I tried to convince them that my stand-up was safe, that like I could still promote <laughs> stuff through that. I'm like, no. I'm not going to spit on anyone. No. It's just this sketch thing, you know, just like we, we need to get a reaction out of the people. No. So we, come on, just let us advertise. No. Come on. Like, we're not, we no. pro- I won't spit on anyone. We don't trust you. Come on, what about the improv show? Well, we have no opportunity to spit on people in the improv show. No. No. <laughs> the, oh, jeez. What were they expecting? I don't know. I just, if they did any research or read anything, they'd realize they were in for a fucking ride. I mean, they were just like, a lot of audiences are just like, oh, it's a comedy show. And they don't look into it deeply enough. Like, like what type I, of comedy show is I it? I like Dave Hughes. I, they just think all comedy is like the same. But comedy subjective. Comedy shows aim at different like audiences and stuff. We aim at a certain niche audience. Yeah, we aim at weirdos and I guess like intellectuals. Weirdo hipsters. Yeah. Who are maybe a bit... Guess on on the pulse of stuff. Yeah, yeah, it's true. Mind you, like some of the stuff, like when when like if you normally see see us, they they love it. It all just you have to have a weird warped sense of humor. I think if like you're a massive comedy fan, you'll really like what we do. Like if you consume a lot of comedy, know the tropes and um, styles, like you'll really love the live show. And then if you just used to just like seeing. YouTube stand up every now and then that's kind of like mild, bland and accessible. You'll come watch it and it'll be like sensory overload. Yeah. And then you'll be like, I don't know what happened. What just happened to me? Look, I haven't got a real life that I could pluck material from. So instead I just dress a blow up doll as God and hump it. You've got a rich personal life. You can draw from that. But I don't. You could. But I don't want to. <laughs> but you have to. You could turn that Domino's pizza bit into a heartfelt out observation of what it's like being a driver there. Now you've got the insight. Did you just get this job to get more material for that bit? Clearly, right? It's not just completely ironic that they're the only people that would hire me. <laughs> And they just never Googled me. I never saw... <laughs> the slander that you <laughs> gave to the Domino's name. Yeah. I still continue to do it. Every time people ask me, they're like, oh, pizza, pizza's good. And I'm like, well, you probably like good pizza. <laughs> this is Domino's. Domino's fucking pizza. Unless you like painted cardboard. <laughs> you better hope they never see that bit. Or they will, and they're just like, 
One of our Honestly, I get the impression my manager would, if he saw that, he'll just be like, ha, that's pretty good. <laughs> How did he know we get the pepperoni from old people's scabs? <laughs> this is marked before we hired him. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking at the date. They don't add up. He didn't know I get those pepperoni pieces from the nursing home every Wednesday. Hey, Ross. Hey, buddy. Do you have access to time travel? (laughs) (laughs) Is that car you're delivering pieces in a DeLorean? (laughs) Is this some kind of time machine? I knew that car looked too shitty. (laughs) There had to be something to it. Where's the flux capacitor? Let me open this punk of junk up. I know you're time traveling, Purdy. (laughs) You're, gonna want, you're wanting people about Domino's Pizza like, just a couple of months before you got hired here. <laughs> this is like the saddest um, version of the Terminator. He gets sent back in the from the future to warn people about the dangers of Domino's Pizza. And there's this war. Like someone's trying to kill your mum to stop you being born. And then you're just getting the getting the job at Domino's to warn the people and to change the formula of pizza to save the world. Damn it, I knew it would be easier just to work for Pizza Hut. <laughs> Are there Pizza Huts still? I guess there's a few. There's, there's a couple, but, you know, few and far between. How did that get so unpopular? Pizza Hut? It used to be everywhere. Yeah, it did. But I don't know. You used to have restaurants. They used to have jingles. They had like Danny the Pizza Boy or whatever. Wasn't it, it Dougie? Was. Dougie. Yeah, Dougie. Um, yeah. How did they fall from grace? Well, there was the implication that eating Pizza Hut made you sexually attracted to children. I thought that was Subway. See, what they did was they used to move some of the ingredients from Pizza Hut to, to uh, Subways. Oh, damn. Yeah. Fuck, I had, a sub- I had a Subway sandwich last week. Yep, you're eating leftover Pizza Huts. And now you're into ch- your kids. There's nothing I can more to say. Jesus. I'm going to stop. I, I'm going to have to. What, what will cure it? You gotta go. KFC? Yeah, KFC. KFC. It makes you really into older people. Oh. Like old, old people. I think if you eat a lot of those and temper it with some Subway, you'll go back to being attracted to people around your age. Okay. Or even out. All right. Well, I'm going to get on that. Gonna. (laughs) Because if you eat the chick, the chicken's kind of got wrinkly skin. Yes. It's like granny. Skin. <laughs> it's uh, it uh, subconsciously reminds you of older people. You're like, I love this. It's greasy and delicious. You get those subs, and instead of like putting lettuce and stuff in there, you just put chicken wings. Mmm. Wicked wings. Yeah, you put those wicked wings. You put the coleslaw in there, and that should even up the age. It should even it up. Yeah. You'll be into um, people around my age. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Twenty to thirty year olds in no time. That checks out. You are what you eat. Yep. Sexually. If you're going to be a chicken wing sub, you're my kind of person. If you're a regular sub... Get hope, the fuck away from me. I hope you me. fucking rot in prison. <laughs> you're just going to get some fucking normal Subway sandwich. 
meatball, tuna fish, chicken classic on Italian herb, steak and cheese, buffalo chicken. You don't want it toasted. You want it fresh. And we know what we, you yeah, mean we know when what you say that fresh. Means. We know what that means. Fresh out of kindy, you sick bastard. Fresh from drop-off in the 40-kilometer zone. You make me sick. If you're going to eat Subway, at least become bulimic. <laughs> Just stick your what? fingers down your throat after having Subway. Vomit it out. It might save you. So you don't become like Jared. Let that be a warning. I wonder, did anyone ever find out how that lawsuit went? Lawsuit <laughs> went. How his defense was, I blame Subway for all this child porn I have because <laughs> these subs made me lose so much weight. I became <laughs> hypersexual. Was that a defense that anyone entertained? Does he is he wa- he's probably walking free now. Look, Subway has no money. <laughs> the judge was just like, "Oh yes, the sandwich defense." <laughs> Subway had no money, so they just paid me in child porn. <laughs> Jesus, it's them. Jeffrey Epstein is the head of Subway. <laughs> Dear Lord, Pizzagate, more like Subgate. Wow. It's all coming together. Yeah. You need to call up the people that made the Epstein documentary. (laughs) Say that they got it wrong. That not only did he have his own private island, he had his own private sub to get to that island. Yep. He had a a whole franchise. Ronald McDonald hung him. (laughs) He was going to speak. All the fast food places, they were in on it. <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey Epstein didn't kill himself. Hamburglar did. <laughs> what? I mean... Grimace. <laughs> Grimace. He no. grimaced when he saw all the charges. And if Epstein would have talked, Grimace would have been grimacing for another different reason. Going to jail, baby. You know what they do to big purple blobs in jail? Slap them around a bit, really. Yeah, you can't really. There's nothing sexual about a big purple blob. <laughs> Not really. You just got to slap them around. <laughs> you get roughed up. You get roughed up a little bit. They don't treat purple blobs kindly in the slammer. Give them purple nurples. The purpleliness of nurples. So purple, the nurple goes black. That's what I've heard. And then it just falls off. Yeah. Frostbite. <laughs> Frostbite. <laughs> just like this. <laughs> you twist the purple nipple so hard it gets super cold. <laughs> it's like it's like some atomic particle physics shit. <laughs> Boom. Falls off. <laughs> An atomic nurple. The nurpliest. We next week we're not gonna they're gonna talk to a quantum physicist just to mix things up intellectually. Yeah. About the possibility of a black nurple. <laughs> and its effect on the time space continuum. See, this is the type of shit no one else talks about. We get to the nitty gritty. We say the things people are afraid to say or thought too dumb to say. 
Like, could a nipple be squeezed so hard it turns into a black hole? <laughs> I say yes. Tune in next week where we talk to astrophysicist and... Dr. Nappalapa. From the Carl Sagan Institute. Yes. Until then, see you next week. <laughs>